How many of you are gardeners? Now, me, I'm not an especially competent gardener. I'm what you might call green thumb challenged, right? I successfully kill artificial plants. <laughs> and I'm not a very patient gardener either. I'll work and I'll prepare the soil, but I want to see the results of my efforts pretty soon after I've planted the seeds. When we used to grow a vegetable garden, I'd get all excited and ready and to start in the spring. And we'd have a pretty good crop of vegetables growing. But by the time the fruit began to appear, I began to lose interest. The fruit of our labor now became additional labor for me to harvest. Now I tell you this because today's readings revolve around a theme of sowing and watering and making things fertile and fruitful. And the church today gives us two options for today's gospel. It's the same parable of the sower and the seed, but the longer one, the one we probably hear most often, focuses most of the explanation of the parable from the perspective of the soil. Thus we hear the plight of the seed when it falls on the footpath, the rocky soil, the thorns, and the fertile soil. This isn't the only perspective of the parable. What I would like for you today to focus on instead is on the seed itself, the Word of God, and our role as sowers of that seed. In the first reading from Isaiah, we hear God tell us that His Word always, always accomplishes the purpose for what he, for what he sent it. The word is sent and does his will. It is the word which bears fruit. And notice as well that God doesn't specify how long it will take. Rather, he tells us that his word will not return void. God is patient. We are the ones who are impatient. We want to see the fruit of our labor now, like me with my vegetable garden. So it is not us who bears fruit. It is not us who yields a hundred or sixty or thirty-fold. It is the Word, Christ Jesus, who bears fruit. Our job is to sow the seed. And like the sower in the parable, we don't just select fertile soil. Rather, we need to sow the word indiscriminately 
amongst all soils. And we must sow each and every day. There are many, many ways to sow God's Word. Some ways are more visible, others are hidden. And I'd like to share with you a story of a rather ordinary woman who found several ways to sow the Word. Ways and perhaps we ourselves can all identify. Elizabeth Lazor was married to a doctor who had abandoned his faith and embraced atheism. Very common amongst the educated ranks in the 1890s and unfortunately very common today. Elizabeth herself was not particularly strong spiritually and her husband and in an attempt to bolster the cause of atheism, encouraged her to read a book that attacked the person of Jesus. Ironically, his effort backfired. Through her reading, God awakened in Elizabeth the seed of faith that was planted years earlier. A seed which put forth its roots quietly and effectively even amongst the thorns that surrounded her. Restricted from sharing her new faith, Elizabeth instead opted to live her Catholicism through kindness to all, especially those who were hostile towards her. Afflicted with hepatitis, Elizabeth endured a life of constant physical suffering. And in 1911, she contracted cancer and died 10 months later. During her illness, she wrote to a friend, I know all that suffering means, the fine and mysterious power it possesses, what it obtains and what it accomplishes. After all, our activity is of little importance. When providence prefers to work by means of suffering, we should not complain too much then we can be sure that the work will be well done and not mixed up with all the misery of egotism and pride which sometimes spoils so much of our outward activity. I know by experience that in hours of trial certain graces are obtained for others which all our efforts had not previously obtained. I have thus concluded that suffering is the higher form of action 
the best expression in that wonderful communion of saints. In suffering, one is sure not to make mistakes, sure to be useful to others, and the great causes one longs to serve. Elizabeth recognized that by patiently offering up her suffering, she could sow the seed of conversion for her husband. After she died, her husband and the local clergy they were amazed at the number of people who showed up at this ordinary woman's funeral. They didn't even know who she was. He began to read her diary and was overwhelmed reading about her willing sacrifice for his soul. His heart was moved, and he, not, and he not only embraced the faith he had abandoned years earlier, but he became a Dominican priest. We don't know when the word will bear its fruit. We don't know how fertile or trampled is the ground where we are called to sow. Our calling is not to count the successes or failures. It is not to judge the condition of another person's readiness. Our calling is simply to sow the word. And it doesn't matter if you have a green thumb for evangelization or if you find the sowing of the word challenging. And it doesn't matter if you are young or old, not yet in school or getting ready to retire. We must sow the word however we can, even in silent sacrifice, trusting that it will not return to the Father until it has accomplished that for which it was sent.